What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Welcome to episode of 193 of Fourth and John. I'm Gail Saunders here with Evan Hollywood Hearn, Mr. Prime in the building, and Jimmy Smith. Uh, tonight we are talking about the NFL draft and obviously the number one 12 pick uh, in, in the NFL draft and who might be that target, who might be the perfect fit. Because at the end of the day, in Philadelphia, if you're not the right fit, I think people will let you know. Uh, we want to get it right as a podcast. We want to make sure – uh, everyone out there is doing their homework and, and, and adding to the conversation because um, I know everyone has their own favorite pick. We're trying to go through it tonight. Um, after we, I guess, as a podcast, uh, deal with the aftermath of, of the trade. I mean, some people, some people are like, "Hey, don't, don't, don't worry about it, man. We moved back. We got value." Some people were like, uh, the, "The stands that were out here for Jamar Chase were a little, little hurt." Uh, I was I was feeling a certain way. I still feel a certain way, and I'm gonna get something off my chest about that. I don't care about you know like you move back, get value next. I get it. I mean, it's cool and everything. But when there is a guy, and the way the way the scenario was set up, after I went back and we thought it over and over again, one of the one of the guys, the one of the alphas, was going to be on the board. Uh, it, it wasn't Jamar Chase. And it wasn't if it wasn't Kyle Pitts, it could have been Panesio, um, or it could have been vice versa. It could have been Pitts left there, or it could have been in a lot of these mock drafts you see Chase on the, you know, on the board. Either way, I'm feeling a certain way. I think those are really nice outfits to build around. And people will say, "Well, is it uh, does it make sense? We're not going to win anyway next year." But I'm like, that's not how it is. I mean, the best player available, you pick a guy, and if that's like if you don't want those, like. Sorry, some of those guys are alphas that I thought. Uh, but I, I'm going to go with the flow here and, and speak uh, to reality here. We're at number 12 right now. So as a podcast, we're going to figure out who that is. But, uh, guys, how are you feeling? Evan? I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I was in the same boat as you when the trade came down. I was just so sold on a guy like Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts joining this offense. Um, I thought it was a really you can't miss if you got either one of those guys. Even a Panay Sewell would have just been I would have been over the moon about it. But uh, as the more time has gone on and I'm starting to really register who's going to be there at 12, we could still get a really, really solid player. The only problem is, is that it's just that drop off. We thought we were going to get that 
generational Jamar Chase, uh, Kyle Pitts type player that was just going to pretty much be the cornerstone of this offense for years to come. Uh, but man, I would so be all right with a JC Horn with a with a top cornerback with a top defender. There's a lot of options out there, so uh, I think that we with the options are still open at 12. I'm not really sitting here complaining. I think that there's still going to be trades uh, that are going to be made uh, come draft day. So uh, I'm 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 feeling pretty positive about the situation that we're in right now. I'm I'm opposite, man. I'm I'm really bothered by the fact that they decided to go ahead and make this move because. If you guys haven't noticed, look where we fall behind. We fall behind the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants. Now I got to sit here, get a phone call from my brother, and already he's contemplating who's he going to pick before us. Oh, we're going to get that guy that you guys want. I, I, I already am hearing that. You know what I mean? The birds are chirping in my ears about that. Um, I was excited, man. You know what I mean? Again, we it was in – our favorite to go ahead and pick up one of those top receivers or those top picks, and that was either a Chase or a Kyle Pitts. And now we drop down, and again, the back thing, the thing that's on the back of my mind is like, shit, who are the Giants and Cowboys going to grab before us? I mean, you guys are mentioning some value players there, Sertain, uh, J.C. Horn, um, Waddle's still there. I mean, but again, it's like, shit are these one of these two teams going to go ahead and grab that one guy that we want? So that's the part that is upsetting to me, knowing that the fact that we dropped out of six to be at 12 now. Uh, I kind of feel like it's Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, whatever, uh, every day. Uh, I'm either like sitting there like, oh, yeah, everything's fine. You know, everything's going to be fine. You know, we're just trading back, getting value for the future. Then I'm like, mother, are you kidding me? <laughs> At big six, you had Jamar Chase, Kyle Pitts, possibly Panay Sewell. And here we go. Like if we were at 12. At the end of the year, we'd be like, man, what can we do to get to pick six right now? What could we trade with the Dolphins to move up and get a Jamar Chase? But now, now here we are moving back. And I'm trying to make sense of it. I'm like, yeah, dude, you got a first-round pick next year. Awesome. Okay, fantastic. Moved up 33 spots out of the fifth into the fourth round. Fantastic. But you want to get a lot of holes to fill. Sure, you want to get a bunch of talent. But the thing is, if you can get perennial Hall of Famers, possibly. I'm not trying to put that on this young men, but... They're really effing good that people are saying these things about them already, and you just gave them away. You know, Prime just said it right there. He's worried about watching the Giants or Cowboys. Exactly. They're right there. Not, I just, oh, no. So what I'm still holding on to uh, for hope is how he's, uh, you know, he knows how to, you know, make trades. That's one thing he's good at. So maybe he's making an early trade, something we talked about. This has been in the works for weeks. Maybe, maybe on draft day he makes another one. Maybe he jumps back up, moves up to eight. I don't know. Or maybe he trades back. Who knows what the hell is going to happen? So uh, to answer your question, I feel crazy as hell right now. <laughs> well, you look I crazy. strung. <laughs> That's, That's uh, what the Eagles do to me. <laughs> but I, I feel like, I mean, in all honesty, like after, you know, it's not like us moving back. I'm, I'm unsure of some of these players. I'm like, I'm, I'm really sure on some of these players. Because I've been talking about this whole move back, move back process especially if we got a cornerback. I, I, I've been saying it um, on podcasts that I feel I, I didn't feel comfortable drafting any cornerback at number six. Um, and now we're in a perfect, I'm not going to say perfect. I, I speak to Prime's uh, example. Now you're at the mercy of the board. You're at the mercy of 
the Giants and the Cowboys now picking who, who they want. Like we had a chance to get who we wanted. Um, but if they if they if the Eagles know that some of their guys aren't going to be there, uh, maybe that's why they moved back. Maybe that's why they made, made it make sense. And there's some of the ideas that are flowing flowing in my head or potentially maybe the Eagles trade back up into the first for Guy Falls. That would be cool if, you know, that was a scenario. I would be cool with that, like if your guy is there. Um, And then it also speaks to what do they really have on their mind? Uh, Deshae from Facebook says, nah, man, how he's going to trade next year's first-round picks to the Jets for Zach Wilson. Jets, they want to haul the move from number two. The Eagles have it. I've never seen Ian Rappaport deleting a tweet until the other day. The same approach they took to get Wentz. I would, t- I would take a lot of juice to get up to two, though. I would, I would take multiple firsts, maybe three, <laughs> maybe yeah. three first-round picks yeah, I don't, I don't in order to get that. there. I, I, and j- the thought of like us having four first-round picks potentially over the next two years to just dwindle that down. I mean, how much do you believe in Zach Wilson? If you think Zach Wilson's that guy, yeah, that's what I mean. It's just that, like, if you if you were absolutely certain that Zach Wilson was that guy and he can be a franchise quarterback to build around, I could be talked into it. I just, I ne- I never personally had those feelings for Zach. Wilson. But anyways, can uh, that guy, but Mister Anyways, Mister Unlimited, talk you into a? Uh... Three first round picks. Hell cool. yeah, a, pro- a proven <laughs> talent like Russell Wilson. Hell yes, I could be talking. That's, talk a, whole that. that, that's, that's a, a completely different, different conversation. conversation. And Sierra's going to be coming to town. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'm in. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> ups the ante. Ups the ante. And I think you know if we're, if we're going to be realistic and just stick to our guns right here as a podcast and try to figure out who the you know, number 12 is like, let's like start making some sense of some of these prospects out here. You know, you know, who do the Eagles target at number 12? Who's the right guy? I mean, you have the trophy winner. He's, he's given the Heisman to Micah and his, <laughs> uh, in his, uh, character concerns. I notice he's staying behind Micah. He doesn't want to end up in front of him with his back. <laughs> <turned over. laughs> hey, 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 hey. Uh, you got Jalen Waddle having a great time. Exciting on the left side. Uh, Dynamic, explosive threat. We have Ka- uh, we have uh, Patrick Sertan. He looks a little lost in this photo, but lost in the sauce. But he probably could be with the Cowboys. And then we have J.C. Horn, a guy who's got enough attitude for the uh, for the whole secondary. This guy comes in, is aggressive. Uh, and then we have Rashawn Slater. Obviously, very boring uh, selection of offensive lineman who gives you versatility, um, but he, he's a sound sound prospect um it's not sexy but that's what we're talking about um who do you guys want to start with first i think uh, it would make the most sense to talk start with the guy that everybody's been talking about one mr jc horn i feel like has been the the buzz name at uh ever since we moved back to 12 jc horn all right i mean jc horn man uh, the bloodlines are there i mean he, he he's got um it's funny to watch so many you know, juniors or just players that have uh, had, uh, you know, fathers who have played in the NFL. But uh, if you guys don't remember his, his his father, you know, do you guys remember that touchdown celebration? Pulled out the cell phone. Joe Horn, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, from underneath yeah, the yeah, goalpost. He after that, didn't he? Yeah, What's he, that? Got he got fined for it, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I think at the end of the day, I mean, like they, you're talking about a guy who comes from the Philadelphia, 
becomes an instant. I think he, his aggressive play style fits the city. Uh, he's gritty. He, he's a guy that just um, brings the energy every play. Couldn't ignite the group. You're talking about what Darius Slay means in the future. You look at the cornerback depth um, that we have here in the building. Uh, we we've made mention to it before. There's nothing to nothing to write home to mom about or uh, Jamison Houston, who looks like my dad. Um, that cornerback group is nothing to like really write home. And the way that this this draft board is set up and the value, it's right there for the picking for a cornerback. Yeah, uh, JC, what do you guys feel about JC Horn? Well, I, I, I mean, originally, good. No, I'm saying, I mean, the kid's a, a young stud, uh, only a sophomore coming out of college. Uh, you know, that's the that's the type of stuff that we definitely want to get our hands on is the is that younger generation. You know, I mean, uh, I'm not going to say that the kids I mean, hey, if he comes into the NFL and he blows it up his first year, then, you know, he's a he's, he's a gift. But I mean, coming in so young, I think it's potential for him to go ahead and build watching these veteran players around him. Um, I think he would be a key to that defense again, because of the fact that he has that, um, you know, young, he, he's that young player coming in and he, he, he's got many years to go ahead and uh, get to that point where we're going to end up needing him at. So, I mean, I, I think it would be a good fit to go with JC Horn, but then again, it's like, you know, between him and Patrick Sertain, it's like shit, you know. You can't go wrong with either one of those guys. I mean, I mean, I, I think Gail, you really hit the nail on the head when you were talking about like taking a cornerback at six. Um, at it was not really where I wanted to be. Uh, with, with who was going to be on the board potentially Chase Pitts and Sewell. I, you know, I didn't want to go cornerback. I thought that would be a reach. I think us moving back to twelve is very. Uh, like kind of the, I don't want to say the writings on the wall because they could go definitely a number of ways, but like that is kind of the the uh, wheelhouse right now for the top cornerbacks um, as far as where they're fall. And I don't think it would be a reach to take a JC Horn at all at twelve. I would be over the moon about it. Yeah, I think <clears throat> we definitely talked about this, uh, Gail. Glad you brought that up. The fact that you know you you mentioned this, you know, we could possibly trade back, uh, you know, weeks ago. So. It's a reality now, and like everybody's mentioned, there could be guys like Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddell available, so it's not necessarily out of the water that, you know, we don't go offense, but now it makes it much more possible that you could go defense, and what better than to get a cornerback, too? Talked about this last year way too much. Uh, The worry that if Avante was starting outside, we'd get burnt all the time. We did. We need to address that desperately. Uh, I think adding a veteran would be a good idea, too. Maybe a Steven Nelson. There's so many guys out there that you – should address cornerback position, but I think the draft is where you have to at least get a couple. I saw the comment there, go after three. I'd be okay with two, but three, hey, oh, going out there, baby. But J.C. Horn, my God, what did he just run the other day? Like a 4.39? He's got it all. He's a press corner, but he will beat your ass. I love how tough he is. He's made for Philly. 6'1", 205 pounds, and he's running a 4-3-9. This kid is made for Philadelphia. I'm all about it. Let's go, Eagles. Take him at 12, and I'll be a happy man. There are still talented wide receivers, linebackers, all the other things everybody wants. They are throughout the draft. So I think if you get as corners to pair with Slay, Jonathan Gannon, a defensive back coach, 
our new defensive coordinator will be ecstatic. This D will be turned around, and this team will be much better than people think. J.C. Horn, love it. Yeah, but I, I could, I could I, at the end of the day, I could go to sleep at night knowing that, hey, man, defense is, is a priority for once. Um, get, getting talented cornerbacks is always a great thing. And talking about, you know, positional value, this is where you draft corners because it's cheaper. Uh, you look how much these corners are making out on free at free agency. Really, like are you gonna you're gonna pay like ten million plus a year to a Dory Jackson? Yeah, like, and, no, and, go, go to the draft. Give me a top dog like this, and let's 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 start it. Let's start and, while, it. and while we're on the topic of financials, I mean it's no secret that the Eagles are financially hurting. We're we're looking to save money any way we absolutely can, and us trading out of the top ten and moving back six picks, you save some money right there on your first round pick as well. I mean, the, the the price difference in what you'd pay. I, I realize it's all minimal because they 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 got rookie contracts. But I mean, a top ten pick versus the twelfth pick overall, you're definitely saving money. Now, Jimmy from Facebook, uh, he talks about Slater would be the smart pick. Slater, Horn, Waddle, I'll be happy. Um, I mean, like, and this is where we're coming to terms with the idea of this pick. And again, these these are. I think quality dudes. Like if if I if we traded back and I, I didn't think that there were good players, then I would be I would be like freaking out. But I feel like you are getting some quality guys there. Um, I mean, you some dog. Pete Nathan bringing up the fact that uh, Stefan Gilmore also came out of uh, out of South Carolina. So I mean, they they develop cornerbacks well down there. If we could get you know. Another guy, if we, if we, if JC Horn turned into a Stefan Gilmore type and we had him lining up aside uh, on the opposite side of Darius Slay, this defense is like it's night and day. I mean, it's night and day when you talk about a big corner that can move, that can go against your top. This is the guy who would cover the top dogs in the SEC. Yeah. I mean, it's we're not, you know, it's he's a different player than Avante Maddox. At, cornerback too yeah absolutely, absolutely. he's different than Patrick Sertain in that <laughs> aspect you know I think he's he's tougher than him I think he would I would trust him more against the number ones than I would Patrick Sertain I saw oh. some question marks about Sertain I like him I think he's really good but I think Ooh. I'd take JC Horn over him I mean let, let, let's move right into the the idea of Sertain um Sertain I, I think another again father was a all-pro corner uh, play with um, you know the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Yep. Talking about a from a, a, a standpoint of being always the top dog coming out of high school as a cornerback prospect, as a, as a high school prospect. Just he's been there, done that, done that. The ability to start as a freshman and having the faith of a Nick Saban, you, you got to be a certain. You have to be built and wired like a certain player to, to be starting as a freshman for Nick yeah. Saban. So Alabama, yeah. with that being said, he's got enough snaps uh, in the SEC to know that he's a serviceable, uh, reliable. I said serviceable. He's a reliable he, he <laughs> you know, defense, well, defensive player of, uh, of SEC. For, I mean, he's, he's a good cornerback. But do we see Sertan as he already – you know, does he does he progress the next level, or is he he's just that you know that you know regular starter, or he's going to be an alpha 
does his game transcend to the next level? Um, I just think he, I think he's a safe pick. I'm not gonna, and I wouldn't be mad at because he's st- he'd come to the Eagles start right away. And you have someone football, football IQs there. I, there's nothing to be mad at. It's just if you're looking for something with a little bit more flavor, hello, um, <laughs> JC Horn will will take it to you, kicking the door, waving the four four. Uh, all I want to hear is no uh, yak no more. When you see this guy, he's he's gonna give it to you, yeah, and let let you know that you're in Philly. And I think yo, Eagle fans would love that. I, I mean, they, I lo- love a cornerback like that. I think that's I lo- it. I, I like Patrick Chertain. I do. And like when I say there's question marks, there's just a few things over J.C. Horn. I have over him for that reason. It's not to say that I don't think he's going to be a good outside corner. I think he will be in this league. I just prefer. Horned because what you just said, I think Eagles fans will love him if they watch the tape on him. This kid just fits what we're looking for, and I think it'll make Darius Slay just better. And this kid could eventually overtake and become that one. Yeah, I just it doesn't matter whatever you want to call them. It really doesn't. But I think this kid is legit. So um, if I had to, gun to my head, I'd take him. But if you're taking certain, I'm still here happy because I would love to have a stud outside corner. Now, uh, Evan, in the, in the comments, this is, you know, like – he, he's 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 still holding on to hope, uh, Evan. Uh, he's out there. He's asking. Foul pitches there as well. Uh, I well, spe- speaking for all the Evans out here. I just want to let you know, Kyle Pitts is not going to be there at twelve. Unfortunately, uh, it's a pipe dream. And if there's one thing us Evans know, it's a pipe. And uh, <laughs> he's not going to be there. So Evan, I think you should jump in the pool. Take a couple laps, and uh, we'll see you at draft time when uh, uh, Kyle's off the board probably pops. I'll drive to Howie's house myself, beat his ass, and force him to take him if that were the case. Uh, There's no way. Um, I mean, Gail, you brought up before the show just uh, TJ Hawkinson going at at 10 uh, a couple years ago. Like – Hawkinson, he didn't just like Kyle Pitts has been talked about a different way this entire offseason. Like there is a an aura around his name right now. And people are thinking that he is going to be a future Hall of Famer before he even steps foot on the field. I don't think TJ Hawkinson ever had those type of comparisons to to think that he would fall further than when where TJ fell. It's it's just not going to happen. I don't see him escaping the top eight, really. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Blue Cagool. Uh, he says, do we finally invest in a linebacker with Mike Parsons? Assuming he's still on the board, uh, do we invest in a guy like um, Mike Parsons? I think, you know, we're just talking talent aside. I think Mike Parsons gives you a playmaker uh, who can man the middle of your defense. Uh, you could use him to rush off the edge. Uh, he, four three nine guys. Four, four, nine. Four, three, nine. I think he there's – the way that he plays, I think there's linemen that have to know, like, you know, he can delay a blitz and, and come and wreak havoc. Um, you could rush him off the edge if you, if you wanted to. Um, but well, let's let's get real here. We got to talk about the character concerns with Mister Parsons. I think it's part of his profile, and as much as the four three nine, the athletic profile, uh, a potentially dominant player who could be the leader of the defense there are things that i'm not we've mentioned enough on this podcast do your homework 
uh, come back to us and tell us how you feel about if that's going to – like any guy that's picked in the top 10, you know, top top first, you know, half of the first round is looked at as a – that's your franchise player. He's he's the one of the faces of your franchise. And um, he, he made mention that he's like, if I don't want to play at a program that really thinks I'm that same person, I, everyone's made mistakes at the age of 17, 18. We all have. We all yeah. have. They're just – I've never made those those kind of mistakes. I and I I completely agree with you and I hear you. But the problem is with all of this is that I do believe he's going he's going to be picked up by somebody. Somebody's going to take the bait and take Michael Parsons and I think he could have a successful career. I think he has the skill set to be a really powerful player in this league. And so while I this is just uh for lack of a better example. Um like I didn't want, still don't want Joe Mixon on my team. I think the dude's a scumbag um, for, based on the video that I, I saw before he got drafted. However, um, he is he plays well for the Bengals, and he's, he's, he's still in the league, and he's still being utilized. Um, I agree with you, Gail. Character concerns are a huge thing. You don't know what that's going to do to your locker room, but my – only point that I'm trying to make is I think that regardless of the character concerns, he's going to be a good player in this league. Depends on where he's going to be. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Go ahead, Brian. No, 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 you guys. I, I was just going to say, you know, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, wherever he's going to go somewhere, it's the NFL. It doesn't matter. We've seen so many effing videos, Ray Rice, everybody. It doesn't matter. I'm not trying to single anybody out. But the NFL, as long as they're making money, they don't care. So as long as these guys get their act together – then they're going to be in the league. So I hope that he gets his act together. I'm not trying to lump him in and say that he's going to continue to do bad things. Maybe he turns it around. Good for him. All this means is he's probably going to drop a little bit because of that. So somebody's going to get really lucky. He's a stud. I just don't – the Eagles don't put any emphasis on the linebacker position. So if you're going to finally, I don't (laughs) know if it's a guy that has concerns like this. And we talk about JOK, Awosu Karma. I think he is a stud, but I don't know if you go at 12 with him. So maybe at linebacker, we've talked about guys like Nick Bolton, maybe in the second round, you, maybe you hold off on linebacker. So I don't know if Micah Parsons is uh, that guy. Cause I like some guys in the second round. I think I'd roll with, I think I'd still feel more comfortable with that either corner or maybe one of those stud wide receivers still available at 12. Um, Micah just kind of concerns me with that stuff too much. You, th- you think Zayvon Collins go it lasts around until 37? Or you think you'd have to get back up in the first to get him? He could, but oh, uh, yeah, you might have to move up. He's pretty damn talented. Uh, are we're, we talking linebacker, Zayvon Collins would be very, uh, it'd be very exciting over here. I'd be very, uh, uh, if we, we got him later, um, that would be nice. I think that would be a step in the right direction if they're like talking about a, a guy with movement skills um like a guy his size shouldn't be running the way he runs yeah it's not just that i mean just being able to talk about linebackers period is (laughs) going to be exciting because i mean when's the last time we had any reason to talk about linebackers going back about going back to parsons i mean like it's a shame that those little things have to diminish your 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 playing style or your 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 ratings on where you're at coming into this draft i mean like look just come in here, take it as a, a new start, and whatever team is lucky enough to go ahead and pick him up, man, it's going to be like, like uh, it's going to be a key thing. And now it just pretty much falls on him on how he's going to go ahead and act 
being into the league. You know what I mean? Put all that shit behind you and just focus on what you have in front of you and the blessings that you were just given on that draft day. Um, Collins, oh, man, listen, if, if, if that was to happen, again, absolutely. It'd be very exciting just to talk about linebackers, man, because that's what we need so bad. So I would get really excited about that one. And uh, JOK, I mean, Bre- Brennan's bringing him up here. I, I know we've been talking about it the past couple minutes. Man, that dude, like I, I have, I, I've been doing my my deep dive on JOK uh, recently. And just like, just seeing this guy, his strength, his his overall game. He's, he's very, he's a very well-rounded linebacker. Um, I agree that I think that would be a bit of a reach to take him at 12. But if the Eagles... Uh, continue their their trading uh, formula that they're doing. They move back to fifteen and maybe pick up a third round pick in the process. Uh, if you if you were to take them in the middle of the first somewhere, I think that I would be happy with that as well. But the problem is, it's not going to happen. Like we're, we're talking about all this linebacker talk right here. We we all know as Eagles fans, they're not going to take a linebacker in the first uh, unless Wouldn't it, it were great? the second pick in the first, then they trade it back into it. So. Um, you know, it, it's just one of those things that's fun to talk about, but I don't see it realistically happening. I think we're all uh, about redemption, dude. Uh, we are totally for him, and we hope that he does the best, man. I just think we're saying for the Eagles, I don't know if that's the right pick right now. Um, but, yeah, uh, also to what Evan was saying, you know, there's a lot of hope, and we're Eagles fans, man. We always hope for a linebacker, but we don't know if the Eagles will put that same emphasis. So I love – the idea, maybe you trade back and take one. Hey, maybe maybe we all get super lucky and we trade back into the first and get one if somebody falls. Uh, but the, I don't know how we – we don't need linebackers. We only use two, so that means they don't have to be good. <laughs> yeah, Matthew from Facebook says, the problem, the heartache I have with the draft is knowing how he doesn't have a good track record. And he has final say. I think he views the draft as the ultimate power trip. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I just think – you know, him with final say, uh, we know he went through GM rehab with, uh, you know, during the offs or right at the end of the season. You know, we had, he had a consultant, he former, did. Former, former GM, John Dorsey, leading the way. And then he got out out, out of the door. He's like, this, this is a, a gone project. Yeah. <laughs> so in theory, how he's fine, my time. Right? how he's fine. He went to GM rehab program. He got his coin. He's good to go. Um, so we'll, we'll see if he makes the, the right selection. Um, speaking of linebackers, uh, oh, John, greetings and salutations, John. Greetings and salutations. From uh, he says, I like Jabril Cox and Monty Rice. Uh, I was watching a play where Monty Rice was sticking um, Jalen Waddle. He got caught in, in, in the slot covering. And, I, like, again, he got, he got torched. But when I saw Monty Rice stick with – Jalen Waddle was pretty, pretty interesting. The real Cox over what nine hundred snaps in the slot. He can man, he can be at left out on island. He's an interesting later middle round prospect. I think his stock has probably risen to the second round. So I don't know if I want to pay second round value, third round potentially for his, for his family and his future. Hopefully he gets a second round. But shout out, thank you to his family for re- re- retweeting our talk to prospect. Bills, Cox family. Um, uh, I just, I think overall, moving right along to some some offensive weapons, right? Like everybody wants to talk about some some really great offensive weapons to put people in seats. We'll start off with um, 
start off with Jalen Waddle. Uh, do you want to go first? Who wants to go first on Jalen Waddle? I uh, all right, I'll go. Look, Jalen Waddle. Woohoo, yeah. This is somebody that we talked about a couple weeks ago that, you know, if the scenario happened where we didn't get Jamar Chase, maybe you didn't get Devontae Smith or Kyle Pitts or whatever happened, uh, you're left with someone pretty effing good. And if it weren't for his injury this past year, I think people would know the name a lot more. And uh, I think you have to look at – I like my hair like this. Um, I, I think that, you know, you have to – Really look at this kid's tape because he is fast as hell. He's what a lot of people expected Rager to be. I don't think Rager is necessarily that speedster that people want him to be. I think that's the kid that you're looking at. A little bit smaller. Uh, so I know a lot of people hate Devontae Smith because he's, you know, not 200 pounds. Um, but Jalen Waddle, my God. Uh, Devontae Smith would not have won the Heisman had he been there because he would have ate a lot of what he was getting. I think this kid uh, made a joke a couple weeks ago. You know, everybody's going to find out who he is and then he's going to, and now, boom. They're finding out because you see a couple clips, and that's all it takes for you to fall in love with a kid like him. Um, I would not at all be mad. You know, people, oh, you already have Rager. Look, dude, uh, the Chiefs have Tyree killed Demarcus Robinson. Uh, it would work. It'd be fine. I promise you this kid is fantastic. I would not be mad at picking Jalen Waddle at all. No, nah, I don't. See, I see that being a, a steal, man. If that guy's there at 12, He's, he's going to be the best-kept secret. Like, I mean, again, everybody was me being one, being high on Chase, being high on, on Pitts. And, and you know, yeah, Devontae Smith, I mean, until the day that he decided to come out and tell us that he was less than 200 pounds, you know what I mean? <laughs> that, that that pretty much changed the, the, the whole perspective about him. But with, with Waddle being out there and then watching more and more videos on this kid and the uh, – the way he runs his routes and the speed that he has that was just like, again, that just came out of nowhere. I, I'm like, I, I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready for that guy to be there. And then they announce his name at number 12. And then I'm forget about everything that happened. I'm like, okay, you know what I mean? Now we can go ahead and move forward with this draft and see how things turn out. Because I mean, we ended up getting a guy that we wanted for, you know, for steel. And I think he's going to be like the shock of all these wide receivers that are coming out of the draft this year. I mean, the dude is, uh, he's the definition of a home run hitter. I think, I think he like his explosiveness just pops off the page at you. Uh, not to mention, let, let's imagine an offense with three Jalen's in it, uh, in the starting lineup. That's just, <laughs> that's a dream right there. I think Jalen Waddle is like Jimmy said, obviously, uh, um, Devontae Smith wouldn't have won the, the Heisman with Jalen Waddle there, but the dude is like that is an elite wide receiving core that they had. Um, so if we could get either one of those guys, uh, if they fall to twelve, I would be I would be very very happy. Now I think I think Jalen Waddle, man. I mean, at the end of the day, you're getting a a quality dude, uh, a very humble dude, uh, very. Uh, I'm, I'm, the guy's got heart. I mean, you. The want to is there. You see it on, on film. The fact that he gets injured, um, gets healthy enough to get back on the field because he wants to be there and earn that ring. Um, the fact that he would do that, even just be a, uh, you know, just a, you know, a decoy out there. That's the kind of, that's the kind of mentality he has. Like he's already a bona fide top, top 15 prospect. And he's out here risking, it all for this, like, like you, you, some people will look at it. Go, oh, is he a football guy? Like that's that's a, like this guy lives, eats, breathes, sleeps football, football. Yep. and that's 
you know, not everyone's like that. Not everyone's built like that. And at the end of the day, you're getting a guy that you, you he might cause havoc on first, second down, rip you guys up with a, a, a deep cross over the middle or a, a, a slant and go. And then you got to deal with him on special teams. This guy, again, effective on the kick return game. Uh, punt return game is sick with it. Like, again, you're, you're getting a guy that, changes the dynamic of your offense. You're also getting a, a quality guy who is also known as Jalen Hurts' little brother, a guy who's got a relationship with your starting quarterback right now. Um, in theory, you're getting a guy who knows what Jalen Waddle is. And yep. We they know each other's tendencies. Yeah, That's something I, mean, I wanted to bring up. Jaylen, you saw the interview, right? Middle. Now he, we need, need to add another Jalen. Dude, Jalen Hurts, when he was asked about who he thought of the people he played with at Alabama, who he thought would make it, and they asked about Devontae, everybody. He kept mentioning Jalen Waddle, and he couldn't stop talking about how he's just like Jalen Hurts. He comes out with that swagger, and I think we talk about J.C. Horn fitting in here. This is the same deal with Jalen Waddle. I think he would come in here, and everything you guys just said, like he would come out and fight for his job. I think he would come out and impress people, and he's not just a speed receiver. That's not what I was saying. I was saying he does all those things we talked about Rager doing. He actually is a route runner. He has good hands. Like, he's a really good receiver, but he has that speed. He is that burner that will make you shit your pants every play. Oh, God, he's out here. We're done. Telling you, old Deshaun Jackson will all go back to remembering the good old days. I would love it. And and imagine if we had somebody with that dog mentality in the wide receiving room, because I think that's something we're severely lacking right now. I think think we don't have enough dogs in the wide receiver room. So if you inject him in there and then those guys are able to play off of his energy, that could transform, that could do wonders for the rest of the guys in that court. You know, we're getting a love for Kadarius Tony in here. Um, I think, I mean, obviously what Kadarius Tony did the second round, he was there, I, I think, you know his value um, in the top fifteen. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not there with uh, Kadarius uh, Bateman. Um, shout out to uh, Eli for life on Twitter. Bateman is is in one and Newsom. Uh, I would I would love if we could get get a guy a guy like Bateman in not the top a twelve of the though. Yeah, no, not a twelve. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, the, again, I'm not, we did a we did talk the prospect on. Bateman, like his game, overall skill set, well-rounded, gives you a a lot to his game. I think you put him in a real offense with a real quarterback, it elevated his game. Um, Pete Nathan, uh, since Waddle is um, better than Ruggs, bro. Yeah, Uh, I said that the other week we were talking about. I said this draft class is better than last year's. Waddle, look at him as your rugs. He's better. I'm telling you, look at Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase. These dudes are better than Lamb, all those, Judy, all of them. I'm telling you. And think about that team. Think about Jerry, Judy, CD Lamb, Jalen Waddle, and F and Devontae Smith. That's insane. Uh, there's a blue cajool on Twitter. Says, now I'm all in on Waddle. I'm too easily sold on the Prime, ready for Howie to crush it. But it, it, this is where it's at. It's like it's knowing who the player is. And who's coming down the pike? Like again, we might have our one, two, three, and four on these prospects ready. Um, what the idea is that one of these guys is going to be left. So it's it's good to know and do your homework on all of them. So when on you're on sitting on draft day, you're like people are like mad and don't even know why they're mad. Like did, did you even like study the draft prospects? Why are you mad? Like you don't even 
So, I mean, have an understanding of who they are. That's that's why I'm not like, again, I, I started the show being saying that I was upset about not having the idea, having a chase in the building. But again, these guys right here, different kind of animals, and I'm good with it, man. I'm good. Um, now, I mean, sticking with the same team, same colors, Devontae Smith, a guy who is built like Todd Pinkston, but man is not Stinkston like. This guy has got the smoothest game. Like again, I played wide receiver in college. Watching a guy like this guy do what he does, he makes that look easy. Like he's lanky, he's got the length. Not the he's not he's not uh, obviously one seventy might scare some folks in the NFL with his lanky frame, but he runs like a gazelle. The speed is there, the hands are there, the intangibles are there. They want to play almost 12, 12 catches, hundred and something in the first half. And like you could go on Dude, about the, but his stat it, line's insane. He's just like he's he he. He was he was left to be the guy for Alabama, and he showed up week in and week out. The the numbers were insane. Like you could say whatever you want to say about Waddle, and not him. Not if he was there, he would he he Devontae would have won the, the Heisman. But it is what it is. Devontae Smith was there doing the work, and at the end of the day, he won the Heisman. Can't take anything away from his game, uh, and you can say everything about his size been playing at his size in the SEC and consistently makes plays and a guy like that is smooth 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 like RB this guy is uh his route running is vacations day, all day making plays uh it's, it's so. next level and and you look at like the season that obviously he was playing with Waddle my man had 68 receptions for 1200 yards and 14 touchdowns you look at that you're like that was a really good season. I, w- I wonder, you know, how, how much how much higher could this ceiling's po- could this guy's ceiling possibly get? How about when Waddle's not on the field? Guy's got 117 receptions, 1800 yards, and 23 touchdowns. I mean, those those numbers are just absurd. Honestly, um, he's he's proven with just that just this previous year that he is an absolute bona fide playmaker. He is an elite talent, uh, at least at the college level, and I think it'll translate very well to the NFL level. I think he could be a star wide receiver. I think he will be a star wide receiver in the NFL, and I would not be mad at all with him being the pick either. That's what we talk about. You know, I feel like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, because it's like so pissed about not getting someone, but there are so many talented guys that could possibly be available at 12. So you're looking at a guy like Devontae Smith, one of the best route runners I've seen since Ocho. And I'm telling you, this dude, I'm not concerned about his size. He plays tough as nails for his size. He's got those hands. He goes up and get it. I mean, he does – Everything you want to see from a wide receiver, it's hard to find a flaw in his game. The only flaw is he's 175 pounds. And, look, I get it, but, hey, let's just hope he puts on some weight. If he comes on the team, I will be ecstatic, and I'll have that damn jersey hanging up quick as hell. I agree. I mean, again, here is somebody that knows how to play the position, knows how to run these routes. Um, me, personally, I just – the only concern that I do have at a buck seventy-five. Going against some of these safeties in the NFL. Uh, I mean, Evan, you mentioned that it's the next level. I'm not sure if you were, like, 
pertaining to the fact that, you know, college is different from the NFL. But, I mean, that's just the thing. It's the next level. Yeah. Like, are you going to be able to take a hit from an NFL player? We know you can take a hit from a college player. But an NFL player, I mean, these guys, you know, they, they're putting way more work in the gym. And, and, you know, there's way more muscle on these guys in the NFL. So, I mean, it's like that's the only thing that I'm worried about. I don't want to go getting all hyped up bringing a guy at number 12 to the squad. And then by the second game, you know, he get popped and then that's it. You know, it's a wrap. That's all I'm worried about. And and that's what I think a lot of people are worried about. I think a lot of people, like, uh, the one reservation that they obviously have is that weight factor. But my man's shifty. He he, he can make people miss. Can't get hurt if you can't get hit. (laughs) Well, Well, I think we worry about that with any player coming to the Eagles. You know what I mean? You don't want him to be hurt. But Devontae Smith, dude, I I really don't. I don't know, man. I don't find – he played in the SEC. You know, if you're going to have any college team that you're going to feel comfortable about having the closest talent, uh, Gail kind of mentioned it, you know, he's playing against top talent, but I get it. I'm with prime. It's much different. It doesn't matter. That's the NFL dude. And they will destroy your ass. So get toughen up, dude. Uh, start taking hits from somebody, do something. And Mark, I mean, Mark, Mark, you bring up a good, you bring up a good point. Deshaun Jackson came into the season. The guy, yeah, I don't even think he was Deshaun real skinny, was man. Yeah, he was like five foot eight. He was one nine, nine. seven. Yeah, he was. He wasn't. He wasn't at the one seventy five mark. Go, He's go like three inches point. shorter, at, right? At the same time, when that man caught a ball, nobody was around him. Nobody yeah. can catch him. I'm not saying that. How, how many Heisman's Deshaun got? <laughs> I'm not saying he, Devontae Smith doesn't have that same mentality. But, I mean, look, if I had the weight that Devontae Smith had and I'm catching the ball, I'm out here playing like if I was yeah. out on the streets playing hide and go seek. Could you, you imagine? Can you imagine how ridiculous Prime would look at 175? <laughs> Can we get a picture of me and just switch his body like his face on my? I don't ever want to go back. (laughs) I'm I'm talking from a a wide receiver standpoint of view of being a smaller wide receiver. Like that's how you you've been playing at that size your whole life. Like you learn how to. When I was going over the middle, was was I where 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 the safety was at? Who told me they were going to kill me? Yes, I was very aware. (laughs) <laughs> uh, like a guy like uh, Devontae Smith, you you see him consistently make these catches across the middle. Like he doesn't he he doesn't start cringing. Like if you see, what go back and watch John Hightower, like the way that he you can get open. But watch him at the catch point and the inconsistencies in his game. Go back watch Devontae Smith and the natural abilities at, as, as a wide receiver catch point hand, like where his hands are the confidence like th- that's the difference between you know and I, I think like you add him into our group he's just going to be an unassuming dude who, who gets just shows up consistently and that's why I, like i don't like he 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 plays within his his frame like look at waddle like another guy who's getting gonna get murdered over the middle and he still comes up with the catch this is a dog like that. Yeah. That was that was one of the, the things that I loved watching some of his videos. The way this guy would run around, he 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 was always focusing on where he needed to get to, and then he'll end up at the last minute looking for that ball, find it, and he never gave away his position or where he's gonna catch that ball. That ball was practically right there. He'll put his hands out, bam, connected. That's what I liked about the kid, and that's why I had I was high on him. Before Chase, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Like, I was big on Smith. I was like, I was more Smith than Chase at the time. 
And and I still like think that the kid has that that ability that again he'll he's he's good at just at the last minute putting his hands out and then that ball being right there. And that's that's a great thing to have. I mean, I used to love that about Deshaun Jackson. And you know, it'd be nice to go ahead and see that again. And and to go full circle with the show, really, I mean, if we ended up getting Devontae Smith, who I think is, like I said, going to be an explosive talent in the NFL, and we get him he falls to twelve and we get him and we got Miami's first round pick next year in the process, like like Howie just keeps on buying time, doesn't he? Like he I, just I, keeps I, on blowing our minds. Evan, are you saying trust the process? I'm, I'm TTPing <laughs> right now. That's what I just said to Gail the other day. I was like, this is kind of reminding me of like the Sixers. Like we better not be just, oh, hey, we're going to draft Mac Jones at 12. We're just going to get 17 quarterbacks like we did 17 centers. Let's just keep making jackass. Don't do that, Howie. I, I swear to God, I'll kick your ass because Devontae Smith could be available. Could you imagine? A Heisman, Gail mentioned, and you guys just said how much you love, like his route running, I agree with Prime, is amazing. He has such fluid hips, you don't even see him coming. But those hands, he uses, uh, take him to teach every kid a hands drill. This dude is the epitome of how you catch a football. And people will talk about his ability versus press. Can he, he, you know, could that be a thing at the next level? It, It could be, but his game is the type of game that, threatens cornerbacks they know that he, he's got he's got a mixed bag of tricks it's not like you're going up a, against a you know just a guy that doesn't have every tool in the toolbox this dude has the batman utility belt he's got a boomerang he's got a, you 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 name it he's got a move for it uh and yeah. tangibles come back the quarterback either find the soft spots of his own Again, I can't really say any more about his game. He's one of the most easiest prospects to evaluate because he does everything right. Mm -hmm. He does everything right. Yeah, his footwork at the line makes me feel comfortable with him beating the press. Yeah, I mean, this guy is the guy who's at practice or after practice two hours getting on the judge machine because it's it's part of his his daily schedule. I mean, this this guy is a very easy evaluation, obviously. People are going to talk about his size until another guy was highly on. Didn't matter. It was Deshaun Jackson coming out of college at his size that I wanted to sit around, and we got him, and I was ecstatic. So I mean, that whole this whole vibe of possibly getting a wide receiver to pair with a cornerback in the second round, totally a vibe for me right now. You know, that 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 a vibe for you guys? I I would do that or the opposite. Or the opposite. Yeah, I, I would be happy with either wide receiver. If we went Devontae Smith and then picked up a quarterback in the second, I would love it. If we went with a J.C. Horn and then we're able to get – I mean, I, I just don't think that – I think Rashad Bateman doesn't escape the first round. But if you could find a way to to get to crawl your way back up there, if we ended up with a J.C. Horn or Rashad Bateman, man. Or, or Jalen – like even defense, <sighs> like he, Jalen – Jalen Phillips. Phillips, yeah. Yeah, buddy. Now you're I mean, talking. I mean, he's got he's like the concussion thing was a thing, but I'm I'm just talking about like in terms of you get a wide wide out, get a defensive end. I mean, Brand you can look at both positions. Brandon Graham getting long in the tooth, uh stack stack the defensive end 
depth yeah, chart. Don't ignore defensive end, Gail, because you know the Eagles are always about going ahead and just grabbing a defensive end in the middle of nowhere. Jason Oware. Like, wait, what? At 12 from Penn State? No, don't. Gregory, you were so oh, what if, what if, what if we pay from Michigan? They're going to pull another, like, oh. They could. That's literally my fear. Brandon Graham from Michigan, Quiddy Pay from Michigan. I've literally had nightmares about it. I'm like, don't you do it. Don't you do it. Don't. I'd like an edge rusher, but like you just said, Jalen Phillips at 37, if he falls, oh, my God, that's hard to pass up on that one. Now, Todd says, I have a feeling we're going to see four QBs in the first four picks and a whole lot more O-line and D-line going in the top. It, I mean, pressure bust pipes, man, like defensive building the trenches is the thing. Like, I get it. I understand. But when when you have the last wide receiver you drafted who's gotten 1,000 yards in a season, I mean, we're talking about drafted, was 2009, guys. The last time an Eagle wide receiver that we drafted was able to achieve a thousand yards in the season. That was Jeremy Macklin. In 2014, right? It was, uh, he, 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 he eclipsed it a couple of times. And um, Jordan Matthews missed it by three yards, guys. So, uh, <laughs> no, I'm just saying, I know he did that. But the last time we've had a thousand yard receiver, I believe, was then in 2014. Last time yeah, Macklin yeah. did it. So, I mean, <laughs> but just Unreal. saying that, that alone is, is a wild. Like 2009, it's 2009. Oh, Evan, how old you were you in 2009? <laughs> 15. Wow. Sure about that? I think. Uh, what was it, 2021? I was born in 94. So that was six and nine. Yeah, yeah it was 15. Ooh, yeah. Just, to, just to show you how young Evan is over here. So young, dude. We're talking young about buck. the holy, we were talking about the holy field. Tyson fight and getting his ear bit off. And he did see it. He was like, "I heard about that. What was that like?" Uh, I was like, "You didn't. You didn't. Never saw that. Lot. I like, no. no. And I'm looking at. We're looking at him, like mad at him because he never saw it. Damn kids. Yeah, fucking kid. <laughs> like, I mean, so, that, let's talk about a viral moment. Imagine that was like on uh, on Twitter. Oh on my god. Twitter. Yeah. Dude, he bit his ear. Hashtag. <laughs> bit his ear. Hashtag. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, what is this, what is Hashtag, I got that fucker. <laughs> so I'll be yes, working, it would, Mark. We're, we're, we're coming on to the 50-minute mark on this show. Um, <laughs> uh, Matthew says, yeah, Robbie Cray, the one who brought Hollywood on the <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound creepy at all when you say it like that. Not at all. And and he's a blonde. I am living in color. The show wasn't that a uh, that was a show, right? Yeah. was on the show. Evan Jim Carrey was Jim Carrey. Yeah. I know Jim Carrey. That's when I first met him. Man Bill or Fire Marshal Bill. That's what it was. Fire Marshal Bill. Yeah, yeah. 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 I've seen some of the the Marlon Wayans and Dana Wayans. J Lo. Shit. Yeah. Oh, I mean, that was uh, what, what did uh, uh, Jamie Fox said? She went from J Lo to J. I'm not going to say. Uh, anyway, uh, moving right along, uh, the, the the last uh, prospect, um, we didn't really talk about Rashawn Slater, did we? Did we? No. I'm not trying to speak it into existence, Gail. I'm did avoiding we? it. Did we? Nah, we mentioned him, but. He, he, he looks like he uses a sun umbrella, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I want us to put an emphasis on interior linemen, but not right away. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give you the, the sweet pitch for, uh, you know. Rashawn Slater. It's not the sexy pick. 
you're talking about a player who's got uh, snaps at right tackle and left tackle. Um, does he have the size to play on the outside? Uh, does he have the length that everyone wants at the next level? At the end of the day, you're getting a player who, uh, you know, we do play another Chase in, in, in the NFC East, Chase Young. He's a, he's one of the only guys that could like block Chase Young. Um, so if you look at from our offensive lineman, center, right guard, right tackle, we're talking about uh, some old dudes in, in football years. Um, so just the idea of adding to the trenches, not sexy at all, but it is what it is, fortified in the interior or out, you know, outside, like wherever they feel like he, he can play. Uh, but at the end of the day, he'd be a oh, man. Like how boring we went from pay I mean, we went we went from a, a chase talk, pits talk, maybe potential quarterback, all the drama to drafting Rashawn Slater. Uh, but it is what it is. He's a quality lineman. Yeah, he, um, yeah, he is, dude. So I mean, it's that's not sexy. I know. Yeah, we, I, I, I'm going to speak for everybody, just saying that that makes us the least excited of all the picks that we talked about. Tonight. <laughs> if we would pick him, I mean, Gail saying it, he is, he's good, and I see him more of like a guard, and I think he would definitely help us there. Uh, oh, but yeah. to the next one, I don't. Yeah, I no, don't do it. I'm just, I'm just refilling the sippy cup if that ends up happening. <laughs> on that's to the next I'm one. <laughs> um, uh, I think it was uh, very. He says uh, Creed Humphrey, Josh Myers. You know, Creed Humphrey, again, another guy that I'm looking at in the second yeah. round. I think, you know, it, it's, it's something that, uh, you know, not everyone's it's – not, it's, not, it's not sexy. You know, it's not sexy, but it's needed. It's needed. Um, Janito, uh, uh, I'm going to murder your name, Azonobi, says the drafting alignment book. It. Hey, mm. Again, man. They could, um, man. Offense or defense is always a possibility with the Eagles. And Mark says we um, definitely deserve a sexy player. Yes. yes. Well, we uh, I don't think I'm trying calendar to issue. I mean, uh, you know, uh, Brendan says, I can't with Slater. The skill position is the biggest glaring weakness to the team, plus the pride of how he won't let him take the LT 12, two years later. After the fair just point. Think, I just think point. it's, it's you, you're lacking skill players. Um, you know, John says he believes in Driscoll. Yeah, Irving Driscoll. We got depth, man. I don't think we go there first. You know, like, I, again, like, you build through the trenches, it's not bad, but obviously you need skilled players in here. You need guys to lock up the players that we're, we're coming up against next year. People are like, oh, well, you know, if you bring J.C. Horn, he's, he's going to body like a, a, a Julio Jones. No, we're not – as a rookie, like he's going to have his lumps, but it's not. We we have to start building towards the future. If, if exactly. the guys are stock warrants picking a, a cornerback, then so be it. Who want who? I mean, how long is it? Like you guys understand, like Lito Shepard and Sheldon Brown, although they weren't sexy picks at the time, they held this team down in, in terms of uh, you know having a quarterback. Um, we grew up spoiled with lots of really good quarterbacks, man. Yeah. Now, this. I mean, that, that's the defense I was, I was born into as a young buck. Like, I mean, I see I Troy mean, Vincent, man. That Bobby, was my Bobby, dude. Bobby, Bobby Taylor. Taylor. Bobby Taylor. Even I mean, like, Al Harris was there at the team. time, man. 
we're, we went from like Bobby Taylor to Michael Jaquet. We, 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 hey, we had Lido and Sheldon too then. Oh, yeah, spoiled. Lido and Sheldon. Hate man. Michael Jaquet. I keep on saying his name in podcasts. It's that do rag. You're jealous. <laughs> I want one too. I'll be real with you. Uh, Matthew says uh, Troy Vince and Eric Allen. Like, oh, yeah. on, man. Like, Eric Allen. Go way back. Eric Allen. Mark McMillan. Those are my dudes. That, I was just getting ready to say. Mark That's McMillan, man. Same. I used to love watching that little dude just get up there and, you know what I mean, defend Mighty that Mouse, man. That's a right. dude. Broke my heart when he went to the Chiefs. And you know who, who else um, could break some hearts tonight? It's those 76ers. Um, Let's go. And it's, it's 76ers. And 9 8. Um, we want to just thank everyone for sticking around. If you're new here, uh, subscribe, um, stick around where we, we're doing a lot of live feeds as the draft draft time is, uh, it's under a month. It's, it's getting down. Uh, it's only a couple weeks away, man. Um, we're, we're, we're talking about these prospects, getting them, getting them in, in and out. Um, I saw a comment here from Chinita, uh, thoughts on Asante Samuel Jr. This is the tease. We do have a talk to prospect. Uh, Asante Samuel Jr. dropping this week. So check out for that. Uh, we're high on him as well. Obviously, he's stunting like his daddy. Um, he's got game. Uh, but other than that, I, I feel like, you know, that cornerback in this round two could be a vibe or first round. There's a lot of talent there. Um, but any last word, last words before we get out of here, uh, I just want to say, uh, everybody – we have a lot of potential for this 12th overall pick. There's uh, plenty of different directions we could go. Um, I'm sitting here crossing my fingers that we don't end up with a Sean Slater because I would much rather have something else. Personally, I'm not going to be upset. I say that, but um, yeah, I, I, I think that we can get that sexy player at uh, pick number 12. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I know. I know Howie Roseman's the guy picking, but it is what it is, guys. You, you can't just use that as your crutch constantly. It is what it is. He's making the picks. Deal with it. Um, what, you just got to hope for the best. Water gun to my head. Your player. Oh, my player? You know, I, to be honest with you, after tonight's conversation, I kind of talked uh, myself into Devontae Smith. I, I am oh, all oh, Devontae Smith hey, at number 12. Hey, I would hey, love hey. it. All right, all right. This is good. I like the way this this podcast is ending. Yeah. Uh, Prime. Uh, how 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 are you going? How are you how are you rolling? Last words before we get out. Um. I'm. Hey, listen. Twelve is not that bad. You know. What I mean. I'm still excited to see what we're gonna go ahead and do. But uh, yeah. I, I I can't say it any better than how Evan just said it. I mean, I think I pretty much just build my confidence around you know Devontae Smith being at twelve and uh picking him as well I, I i think that would be a, a hell of a steal right there wow wow two this for Devonte. Uh, all right let's go with uh jimmy last week before we get out of here yeah man uh let's try not to be too disheartened by the fact that we lost out on jamar chase kyle pitts i know they're phenomenal but there's nothing we can do anymore so yeah mark let's trust the process i understand like evan just said it's how we we all know that so let's just try to have some faith it's not just this one pick at 12. Yes, it's very important. We need to hit on it. But you got four picks in the top 84. That's a lot of damn talent you can get in this draft. So let's let's get a little hope here. We can revamp this team. We have another first-rounder next year. Could be three, but we definitely have two. So we need a lot, right? So I'm trying to look at the positives here. Uh, so at 12, you go ahead. You grab somebody that helps you out uh, with your defense. That's something you've been lacking for a long time. 
get J.C. Horn. But, yeah, if you're going offense, I love the Devontae Smith. Just want to be a little different, though. So I'll go with Horn for mine. But uh, all the names we pretty much talked about tonight, like I feel the same way when we said if it's Chase or Pitts, I'm still going to be happy. It's like, look, if it's Smith or Waddle, I'm pumped. If it's Horn or Sertain, I'm still going to be pumped, man. So a lot of names to still be excited about, guys. So let's let's get pumped for our birds, baby. Uh, last words uh, on the birds. I just feel like we're in a perfect spot to still grab a, a really quality player. I think we talk in terms of like getting a playmaker. Playmakers are still there with Waddle and Smith to be had. I don't like to be at the mercy of other teams when we're picking, especially on that teams in the NFC East. But I feel like if, you know, Shatan, you know, I, I, I'm more over uh, on the horn kind of thing. Uh, I think Horn's ability as a dog, um, the fight, the want to, I like his game. If, if we're going defense right here, this would be a solid pick right here. I've, I've, it's take a, it, it took me a little while to get here. Um, but overall, I, I just really like his game and what he has, and the depth that he brings, um, and, and builds the, the quality of our cornerback group. It's 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 definitely a needed thing. I think Devontae Smith. I think he's just a, overall his game as a wide receiver. We're talking about just skill set wise and what he can do. Um, I think he adds another element. His route running a little bit more savvier than. Waddle, Waddle is explosive, uh, field stretcher, brings a lot of excitement, uh, brings a lot of uh, ability on special teams. Um, but, like, overall, I just think Devontae Smith, his game is very exciting, very easy to watch. I think he adds a, a playmaker. And another teammate, um, Jalen Hurts. Uh, so, at the end of the day, we got, we got some dogs in the house. So we're going to start moving down the draft in the second round. Um, prospects that we're looking at, guys that make sense to us. Want to hear from you guys. If you guys have any guys that you want us to look at, let us know. Or if you want to uh, keep joining the conversation, make sure you subscribe. Like us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, we're trying to build up that YouTube crowd, man. What's up, YouTube? Uh, but other than that, uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. And as always, fly, Google, fly. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.